The next train to Tangent City departs in one minute. This is an unlimited service that may stop at reviews, spoilers, and swearing. Passengers traveling with young or conservative travel companions are reminded to read the show description before embarking on any journey to Tangent City. Emphysema. <laughs> <laughs> That's depressing. <laughs> Sorry, um, oh, that was the biggest laugh ever. I don't think we that's recording. what we should open any podcast with. <laughs> alone this one we should never you should never actually say to my mum what did your last servant dial because uh, when they came from Singapore they actually did have servants oh no yeah, yeah. so I was like oh, awkward. Yeah, okay. awkward best not to do that then oh that's better I can hear everyone now have I we actually decided what we're talking about <laughs> a knob um, I thought we were going to talk about movies and stuff what were you talking about though Lou? oh so you know my friend Rebecca from Queensland she met Mark Ruffalo <gasps> Like, there's a photo of her and Mark you know, Ruffalo. Although, you know what you are? You're one degree from Mark Ruffalo right now. I know. I'm two degrees from Mark Ruffalo. I know. Look. Block your ears, Mark. Chris, but, oh, I fuck him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there's, um... The awkward look on Chris. Oh. <laughs> Chris is like, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? There's a, like, I think I'm one degree from Mark Ruffalo because I'm pretty sure Mark Ruffalo has met Lou Ferrigno, the in- original Incredible Hulk. Oh. And I met Lou Ferrigno, the original Incredible Hulk. That's a longer bow to draw than like us knowing Rebecca. Yeah, no, but yeah, I, I just like to point out I've met Lou Ferrigno, the original Incredible Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a... Um, clang, yeah, yeah humble clang. Yeah. Humble I, I must admit though, I did, I, I met him uh, at like one of the first supernovas we had here in Perth. And I'm not really a convention guy. Like, I thought I would be. Like, growing up, I thought, man, how cool would it be to go to, you know, uh, New York Comic Con or, or San Diego Comic Con? It'll be fantastic. And then I, I went to a couple of Supernovas and I was kind of like, I, I enjoyed going into the Q&As and, like, seeing the people talk about themselves on a TV show and that kind of thing. But then I'd see people uh, lining up to pay to go and get photographs taken with the, the different actors and and I was just like I don't know it's it, to, to, to me it's kind of like if I do ever meet actually I, I try to avoid meeting people I admire and I've always said that that like you know if you do admire someone and you meet them and they're a dick mm. it can really just destroy your your enjoyment of anything they ever do again but if it's magic it's magic like Dylan Moran is a really good example because you had a really bad example a <laughs> uh, really bad experience Rachel yeah didn't I talk about on that on uh, unscripted you did yes oh okay sorry I basically bumped into him at, and said oh you look conspicuous like an idiot He's like, he just looked at me like I'd killed his cat. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm sorry. And then I walked off feeling like I had killed his cat. Because he looked exactly like he did in black books. It's like, mate, you know, you're known for one thing. <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe, that maybe was, he was like hungover. Yeah. And he did look hungover. Yeah. yeah, But maybe that was his thing. It was like he was expecting uh, you, he was expecting you to think he was going to act in a certain way so he acted in that certain way so you got the interaction you, you were wanting I didn't want to feel like a tiny piece of dirt underneath someone's foot but <laughs> yeah but I mean like that's a fair call don't come up go up to like famous people when they're just living their life yeah well well I, I did <laughs> like okay to be to be fair uh, like to Kat and I went to Melbourne for the comedy festival 
because Dylan Moran was there. And so he was the reason. Was it, was, was it your 30th it, birthday? It was my birthday. And that was the night of your birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And and so uh, Kat and I uh, were, were just, there was a, a theatre right next to Town Hall. So not the, there was a, a cafe right next to Town Hall uh, and it was like raining and it was like perfect Melbourne kind mm. of day. Uh, and we went into this place just to get a drink before we went and saw him. And, and we went in and I, the second we walked in, I went, that's Dylan Moran standing in front of wow. me. And, and Kat was like, what do you want to drink? I went, wine, red wine. Yeah. <laughs> and kind so, of like that. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then Kat. But I didn't say that yeah. quite. I'm just like going, okay, yeah, that's then, nice. And Kat just completely did not notice that he was standing wow. there. So I go off to the counter because like, this is a, um, a cafe that I'd been to the Melbourne Comedy Festival a few times by that point. And this was always a cafe that I used to go to when I was seeing stuff at the town hall. Mm. And so Lewis wanted to go somewhere else. I said, no, no, let's go to this place because it's really nice. It's got like all these like it's glass panels and awnings. So when the rain falls on, it's really nice. And so decided to go there. So I go to the counter and buy wine and come back to the table and put it down. I was like, oh, happy birthday. And then literally someone like comes back in the door and goes, oh, by the way, Happy birthday. I'm like, what's that? <laughs> and Lewis is like, yes, yeah, so this is what happened. <laughs> oh, my God. So I was completely oblivious to this whole thing happening behind me. Like, completely oblivious. It was great. Yeah. Wow. So, so when Kat went to the, the, the bar to get the wine, I sat down and had this. Because I do, I literally am not a, uh, I don't want to meet famous people I admire just in case they're dicks. Yeah. And then it destroys it for me. Um, and so I was sitting there going, do I, don't I, you know, ah, and then eventually I went, fuck it. Okay. It may ruin my night, but I'm going to do it. So, so I went up to him cause he was talking, I think with this producer or something like yeah. that. And I said, look, I'm really sorry. I don't ever go up to people, but you're the reason I'm here. Oh. Um, my, it's my birthday and my wife flew me and her over from Perth to, to Melbourne to see you. Yeah, and, awkward if I just flew you over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I just, just uh, you know, really love your, your stuff and I'm looking forward to your show and thank you very much for being here. And he, he said, oh, yeah, great. And I had a very quick chat with him. And then I went back and sat down and, uh, and then he and his uh, producer left. And then that's when he came back in and said, oh, happy birthday, by the way. I and, love that story. And then went off. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> Is this ca- cafe sort of also near the big, um, the the big famous church? Uh, no. no. So um, okay. if you're looking at Town Hall, it's just to the left. Now, if I could remember what it was called, it'd be handy. Yeah, but see, um, I don't remember where the Town Hall is, and you'd think I'd would being someone oh, who like Town has Hall's lived massive, there, man. And it's ha- on Swanston, so you know where the in there. <laughs> you know where Flinders Street Station is. Yeah. So you got that. So if you were to walk back up Swanston Street, you'd have the church on your right. Yeah. And then. The Western Hotel on your right, oh. and then Town Hall is the oh. next one, and then, the and then cafe just is, past Town Hall oh. is where the cafe is. Because I was going to say, I um I met Mark Marin at a cafe uh, just near there. That's right. Yeah, and he was the most like the nicest person ever, and. It all started like the day before I got super excited because we were at that Good Ads Friday thing (laughs) and he's like, oh, I do a podcast. And this was when podcasts were basically like super new. And he's like, I'm sure no one's heard of it. And there's like crickets. And I'm like, me! He's like, okay, one person. (laughs) And then I met him the other day and I'm like, I'm the... 
I met Chick, who yelled at you yesterday, oh, wow. and he was just lovely. He gave me a hug, and but didn't he? He came up into the audience and gave you a hug when? No, I got Will. Will no, Anderson. he walked past, yeah. and Will Anderson. I went down, and he gave me a hug. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Because oh, I've got a I photo it was Mark with Will. Marin. No, he walked past, and I like wet my pants, <laughs> and I was very excited. And then the next I thought, day, I met him. Oh, that's so weird, because in my mind, when. You did the whole like, yeah, yeah, I know your podcast. I thought he came up and oh. gave you a hug after that. Yeah, no. Damn. And I didn't take a photo with him either. I felt it like it was weird to well, that, take a photo with him. That was the same thing when I was with uh, Dylan Moran. Mm. I didn't feel like, can I take a photograph with you or I anything like that? I just wanted to it was say, the experience. yeah, just, yeah. just thank it you. It makes it a more natural kind of uh, engagement. Yeah. If you don't ask for a photo, it's like, mm. I'm just happy enough to meet mm. this person. Somebody at my work was telling a story where she went somewhere and she saw someone famous, and I think they were like reality TV famous, and they got their phone out and was pointing it sort of like at themselves pretending to take a selfie with the famous person in the background. I'm like, uh, they know you're doing that. Yeah. And that's so awkward, man. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, the, getting back to the um, the convention thing is that I just, it doesn't uh, appeal to me the like going and getting a, a photograph um, at the convention because you're paying money to get the photograph, but the money's not really going to the per, the famous person. They're getting paid an appearance fee, mm. so they get the, the fee for it, and then whatever money they make from the photograph stuff that goes to the convention itself. Mm. Which, really? Yeah, that's the way it works. Um, which is uh, which is okay because it's dodgy. Well, if they didn't have the those kind of things, then the conventions wouldn't happen. So it's kind of got to work that way. Yeah, and well, and to capitalism. Yeah, and the people who are who are there appearing, they're getting a fee, so they're getting paid. So yeah. it doesn't matter if they're you know getting photos with fifty people, a hundred people, or ten people. They're, uh, okay. they're still going to get paid. So well, when you met Lou Ferrigno, that was like a you were there as media or something. Yeah, yeah, I was I was there as media, and it was like a. Um, it was a thing. Uh, it was a thing, and yeah, it, 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 that was okay. I, I, the whole, the whole thing seems a bit false to me. So that's why I've never really got in, you know, too into trying to get into those those things. I, a, bit, a bit too manufactured. I, I went yeah. once, and that was the same year that Lou Ferrigno was there, um, and I saw Michael Winston, oh. and that was really entertaining. And then Is I it went Winston or Winslow. Oh, Winslow, and then I also went up to. Um, charisma carpenter and i basically was like oh, i'm big fan you're awesome and i went to shake her hand she goes i've got a cold i'll give you a fist bump <laughs> and i'm like even if that was her just not wanting to get sick like because at first i was like oh okay she obviously doesn't want to shake hands and now i'm like she's a smart freaking woman if she does all of those <laughs> and shook everyone's hand she would get sick all the time mm, yeah so hand sanitizer and she, was, oh, she was oh i thought she was lovely but yeah I think the nice. most famous person I've met is uh, Lewis from Tangent City Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get out more. Well, you, you sort of met Joel Edgerton, oh. which, which means we're one degree from <gasps> um, Kevin Bacon. I worked out the other day because wow. they've been well. They were in the movie about Whitey Bulger with with Johnny oh. Depp. They were both in that film, and you know we've met and touched Joel Edgerton, not in a dirty way. <laughs> it was consensual. I touched him in a dirty way. <laughs> 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 okay, no, stop. Sorry. Stop. Sorry, I don't no, know what... no, stop. You've got a moustache. Yeah. <laughs> you have to tone the creepy sorry, down. Sorry, sorry. My bad. It is Movember. I'm growing a moustache for a very good reason. And we're it's, proud of you. Yeah. And funny. also well exfoliated. Mm, yes. It's, 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 it's well shaved. 
thank you. This is a. I, I like to call us the real American. Uh, it's a, it's a trucker mode. <laughs> oh, uh, it's, it's also yeah, it's, it's a bit chopper read. Just uh, with the ears. Yeah, it's also it's also like Hulk Hogan's one, but I, I'm not quite as white as his. Uh, no. Well, yeah. you are white, but it's a different kind it's of at the bottom. It's the, the bottom. Yeah. What is with that? Why? Oh, you know what? I was at a kids' party this morning, and we were talking about moustaches and beards and stuff. And someone said, "Why is it? Why does it always go white just there?" And someone said, "It's it's from all the wisdom that." coming out of my mouth transferring to my beard no. and I'm just that's I, the stupidest thing I've ever heard <laughs> but if you were there you had to be there it was pretty funny was I'm it? like that's that's quick I wonder if the, the hair fibres get stressed like because you're talking and stuff and <laughs> so those ones you're stressing me out <laughs> no that's wrong quit saying stupid not things not stressed but moved around it's kind of weird though I kind of found that my hair is little anxious little <laughs> hair fibres I'm actually going to find out why, <laughs> why do you go grey round your my hair started going grey first. Like I've always had like no. I always had salt and pepper. Like not 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 full of it. Like grey hairs when I was in my teens and twenties. Really? Yeah. Really? And then. Yeah. Had on that. Yeah. I probably would have gone somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's not. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. So in, in I had that, and then when I got to my like thirties and forties, now I'm really quite grey, particularly on the sides when I get that cut, and it's it makes my the top of my head look darker though. So th- that's where it's going grey first, but then the beard and stuff started going grey as well, and now you start seeing like chest hairs and stuff. Um, but I've yet to see any grey pubes. And, uh, I was gonna, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, where is this going? It's going south. So that's yeah. because you've lost your flexibility and <laughs> I've seen a couple. Oh, right. Fair enough. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> I've lost your flexibility. I'm like, where is she going yeah. with that? And now I figure yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. I bend over to look at them. The white, the white bloody nose hairs are the, 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 the pain in the ass. So. Well, no. It's, it's, pain it's, in the nose. Pain in the nose. Yeah. Because uh, the white ones, like, you know, it's fairly dark in your nose. So the dark nose hairs don't stand out. But you think you get a white one. It's like, it's, stop looking at my nose. You sorry. Know, you're, like, you're talking about it and pointing at it and you expect me not to look yes i do <laughs> bit of decorum thank you sir i'm a woman <laughs> fair enough i apologize i can't find the answers you can't find the answers i don't know a lot of how to shape your beard how to shape your beard you get a big ass bowie knife <laughs> and you just like lather up with a bit of spit and just shave <laughs> it down just shave it down Oh my god! We'll have, to, we'll have to find. I'll have to do some research. And um, why would you do that? Why we don't ever do any research no, for this show? Research is why the would we do thing? that? No, no. Research, no, no. no. There's a uh, armchair expert which I talk about all the time. They've got a fact check section right at the end because people say stuff and they're like, "Ah, oh, you probably should fact check that." <laughs> we would have a second podcast that is just <laughs> fact checking. Yeah, fact checker, fact checking. So, yeah, that would be bad. Sometimes I fact check for you guys when you're doing unscripted. Oh, yeah, and we get text messages. No, is this. Apart from this week, you just sent me a text message that went senior. (laughs) 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 Because I said that Lewis was getting senior. Yeah. Well, you've just talked about all of your grey hair. You can't shake your head now. They're two and two. They go together. They tell you to get off his lawn. Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Old man yells at Sky. One of the advantages of being blonde, yeah. even if I do go grey, you're not going to see it. So not yeah. All not of a sudden, it'll just be like, wow, he's actually grey. He's got white hair. No, you won't, because your dad's still blonde, mm, true. and he's like oh, in his sixties. Wow. Yeah, that's so incredible. It is. I, I, you're very lucky. But then again, you're not. You're only blonde on top. You're ginger elsewhere. <laughs> no, I mean on his face. Uh-huh. Nobody else can see that <laughs> I'm touching true. his face. Thanks for the clarification. <laughs> <laughs> my 
mum has got really dark hair, like really. <laughs> Shut up! Sorry. Oh god. Oh. Um, like really dark hair, and like she kind of just gets around her temple and around her like what do you call that? Like your round Near the ears. Are you ears? sure she doesn't secretly dye it? Yeah, she dyes that bit. Oh right. But that's the only bit that really goes grey. Yeah. yeah, it's really incredible for someone of that age. I've just got all the stupid ones that you can, and I used to pluck them out, and now oh, I'm like, those well, I don't want to be. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I should stop. I'm going to be bald soon. <laughs> <laughs> no more plucking. No more plucking. No, no that's right. Otherwise, baldy, bald face. But the good thing is, grey's in now. Like, there's all these girls in their like teens and twenties yeah. that are, are like going for the grey look. So it's right. Like, that's it. Let's grey up our hairs. Yeah. Yeah, no thanks. But you don't no. need to grey up your hair. You just need to not dye it. And That's then eventually, true. No, like... but there's a difference between greying up your hair and it looking classy and just having like random white and grey hairs in the rest of your hair. You just what if you end have, up like, looking this like an old person. Streak. Yeah, you'll never know mm. if you don't well, you, stop well, pulling them out and dyeing. Well, then. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm, that's not a good idea. Oh, just don't own any Dalmatians, you'll be fine. <laughs> and what is with like the the guy from the nanny? He's just got that little grey bit just at the front. Not Sometimes anymore. <laughs> shock um, will do that kind of stuff. Um, I had a friend who lived two doors down from my parents, and she had a break in, and it was like really like her husband was working night shift. She had one, two. She had two kids, and she was pregnant. And she had a violent break in. Like she oh woke God. up and she said, "Oh, you're home early," thinking it was her husband coming home early. He was in the room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh I'm my sitting God. Sitting on the bed. No. Oh. And then just my. like yeah, violence and my absolute worst nightmare. And after that, just literally overnight, she got this grey streak. Oh, it wow. was amazing wow. to watch. Um, terrible experience, but yeah, sometimes those kind of really stressful situations can cause that. Which I never is just really amazing. understood the song, you know, Crash Test Dummies where the mm song where they talk about mm-hmm. they had a car accident or something and came back and all his hair was white. Once mm. there was his boy. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah that's Thank the you one. for sharing. That's right. Well, she someone, didn't sing. She didn't someone, sing. Uh, someone has to sing on the show. Yeah. That's, yeah. The, that's the rule. Tick. Tick. <laughs> Check. Done. <laughs> Stop it. Don't, don't raise your eyebrows at me. <laughs> now you're smiling like an idiot. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> the silent one this episode who's just going to bring the eyebrow raise. <laughs> Which is really, really frustrating. Yeah, I suppose it's not too useful on an audio medium. No, so no, apologies. generally not. So we can sit here and describe your facial expressions okay, for the my rest. My eyebrows are now raised. Okay. Yeah. Now they're lowered. <laughs> His eyeballs do not rise because he doesn't know how to do it. He, he, does, he does try to do surprise The eye eyes. roll? No, he I can't, can't do surprise eyes. <laughs> I, my eyelids do not move. Oh. They don't. Oh my gosh! I've never known that about you. <laughs> we but all have you, our crosses to bear. Can you do it with your mouth though? Because you've also got your, your lips pursed together quite a lot. But if you, like, <laughs> there, there, there's a prize. That's a prize. Yeah. A little, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. We are never throw you a surprise party. You know, <laughs> we'd all be staying there. You walk in and go, surprise! Go, well, that is was fucking wasted. <laughs> It'd be like that whole thing of like, is he surprised? Is he, oh. he, he surprised or annoyed? Good, good poker face though, you know. I can't look surprised if I get a good hand. So Just say it. I'll be like, just be like, I'm surprised. Or I don't know. Just, I'm surprised. <laughs> oh, just gosh. say all of your emotions oh, as they happen. <laughs> I'm confused. Slightly annoyed. Well, now I'm sad. And now I'm embarrassed because I'm telling everyone my feelings. 
talk of the third person. Chris is sad now. <laughs> Chris is surprised. <laughs> now Chris is sad. <laughs> oh dear. You're going to regret this podcast one day. Me? <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows my business. Oh my no, God. No, 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 not so much that. It's just the whole thing like where Chris actually starts doing that. <laughs> Was it Labyrinth? You said I could. It was on the podcast. Was it Labyrinth where there was that big white creature that would say he was sad? He was sad. What was his name? Ludo. Ludo. Ludo, yeah. yeah. Ludo he wasn't sad. white. You're wasn't calling white? me a big white creature. No. We're, we're going to call you, you Ludo. a big white creature. We're going to call you Ludo from now on. <laughs> Ludo sad. That's actually like one of the things I was thinking because we were. Oh, we can't talk about the Mandalorian. Damn. <laughs> we can't talk about the Mandalorian. Well, because no one's seen it. I know. Oh. Sucks all of you. It's terrible. Else I'm say. sorry. We have things and stuff. <laughs> things and stuff. Wow. Yeah. You guys have got to watch the Mandalorian. No, though. no, that's the difference. We don't have a life. <laughs> have we been talking for twenty minutes? No. no. Really? Yeah. Have we, have we introduced the show yet? We haven't no. introduced the show. Cat <gasps> introduced it right at the start, but not this cat, the cat that pre-recorded the introduction. Oh, right. Well, just in case. Uh, just you so know you how know. it starts? Wibbly Wobbly Very Tiny meta. One. No, you're, you're listening to Tangent City. Um, oh, oh, yeah, the train yeah. for Tangent City. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. That's yeah. the one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We really should listen to our own podcast. I uh, do. <laughs> You're uh, you're yeah you're the listening next train to, of course, to Tangent City. Yeah, you're listening to Tangent City. It's in three minutes. We've said that enough. And I'm no, Lewis. This is Cat. I liked it live. That's uh, Rachel over there, Cecilia over there, and this is Chris. This is Chris over here. Yes. Being able to look surprised. surprised. But it's hard when you when you when you have blonde hair and blonde eyebrows and stuff. It's hard to actually express you because like no one can see your eyebrows. They're, they're it's hard when you get Botox as well. What? Who gets Chris Botox? Chris got Botox? No. <laughs> you're too young for no, that. No, I just mean in general, you know? It's horrible when and people get you, Botox. And then you watch people on TV who have clearly had lots of Try stuff and they're crying and it's like, well, your face just looks contorted. Like, this and is I the worst day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Again, visual medium. What Smiley. are we doing? No, it's not a visual medium. It's the opposite of visual. Audio visual, medium. Visual. Or, or oral. It's an oral medium. How oral. was I saying animation the other night? Because I said it like... Emanation. 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 I said it like four times trying to get it right. You do hang out with a three-year-old a lot. That's true. I, I do, but I wonder if it's just... It's an animated movie. <laughs> no, his speech is pretty good. I think I'm just going senile or something. Sometimes it's hard to get the letters around the right way. <laughs> it mm. is. Um, so there was a plan. There was. Maybe, there for was. This podcast. There's a that giant we're talk question about, mark about stuff. that. Um, well, no, because I thought that we were talking about movies about real stuff. Oh, oh, we've gone real we're doing talk. That? Okay, real talk. <laughs> real talk. You're listening to Real Talk with Tangent City. We're here with Cat Lewis, Chris Cecilia, and Rachel, and let's get real about real talk. Let's. Sit down and talk cricket. Let's I was thinking of the R. That. Kelly song. Or is it... But First sit- caller. <laughs> You're on the line. Hi, who am I talking to? Hi, this is Dave from Balga. Hi, hi Dave. How are you going? And oh, where is Balga? Uh, well, Balga's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful little suburb in, uh, in, in north of Perth. Uh, Shit, you're calling from Perth. <laughs> Oh, yes, yes. It's, uh, I'm up at midnight. It's, uh, there's not a lot to do here in Belgium, you see. So, uh, yeah, I'm just, just here. Uh, I'm having, having, a, having a swan a swan draft. Uh, that's Thank a- God, I thought you were going to say having a wake. But keep going. <laughs> and I just thought I'd give, give you a call. And, uh, and do, 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 do you do requests? 
Well, it depends what kind of request is it. What were you looking for? Uh, can, I, can I hear K-San? Is that possible if we can hear K-San? I don't know what that is, darling. That's okay. No one does. That's, that's fine. Uh, but thank you very much. <laughs> okay. Well, that was strange. Have you got any other callers? No, no other callers. Well, I guess we'll just play uh, American Pie. <laughs> bad, bad, well, that, I, bad. That, was, that was freaking weird. Dave from Belga's just strange guy. I almost peed my pants. It was not that funny. I was going to pee my pants. Lewis, you and I should do it like an act on the road. <laughs> As a grown woman, that is the first time I've almost peed my pants. <laughs> really? Well, this is because you don't have kids. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> It was so, sc- I felt scripted, like you guys had prepared. Did you guys prepare that before we came? <laughs> no. we prepared all this. I just love how you started <laughs> and then Lewis jumps in as Dave from Belga. We've been working together for a very long oh, time. I love it. He often picks totally up what I'm putting off, down. Though. What was that? Totally Ian from the Hills. No, that wasn't Ian from the Hills. Wasn't it? No, no, that was Dave from Belga. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love Dave from Belga. I would love if we got a message from a Dave from Belga. <laughs> I listen in Belga and I drink Swan Lager. <laughs> oh, sorry, Swan Draft, wasn't it? Swan Draft, I think, yeah. Isn't yeah. it all the same? I don't he, know. I d- drink Emu Export. He, he was, he, uh, d- that Dave from Belga, like, uh, I, I, I just, I was going to go Emu, but then I thought, no, this guy seems to have some class. <laughs> like, really? I mean, what's he doing in Belga? That's going to be cool. Through otherwise, yeah, what, what is he though? doing at midnight calling a, a line that has no I don't know what I was doing? Yeah, <laughs> neither did Dave, so you know, it was just one of those guys. What was I taking calls about? It's one of those special I call don't in know. podcasts. What were you taking calls about? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I started to get us on, on, on board for a little plan, and, and, and then. <laughs> We just went. We just went to tangency as we always do. That oh, was uh, that was very interesting. So things based on real life oh, yes. events. Um, so I do have a list because you know I'm I'm organised. Um, so I'm get, I have to mention Zodiac right off the top because since we started this podcast, all I've wanted to do is spend a whole hour talking about the film Zodiac, and here we go. You guys are in <laughs> for it. I've tricked you all. No, have you guys? E- seen Zodiac yes you've made me watch it so yes I'll <laughs> dude it's amazing it's got Mark Ruffalo in it and Iron Man as, as, we've, I, I know as, as we've established previously you're a fan fucking... you're a fan <laughs> of Mark Ruffalo we, we get it, we get it. <laughs> it's got Jake Gyllenhaal so it's based on obviously you know the Zodiac killings that happened in Northern California back in the like late 60s and how the Zodiac killer named himself or herself but I'm pretty sure it was a dude and he was sending uh, letters to newspapers and saying you must decrypt this and print this and this guy this writer Robert Graysmith got completely obsessed actually he was a cartoonist for a newspaper and then he got completely obsessed with the uh, the Zodiac thing and he wrote a book and he lost his wife and his children because he was so obsessed. And this kind of, this movie is about that situation. And I've watched, I don't even know how many times I've watched it. It's like a three-hour movie or something. And wow. it's just perfectly done. And it's a David Fincher film and, and that's, I'd love to talk about it more, but I, I really don't want to put you all through that. But you should, I like you should it. watch it. It's a good film. I watched it, I think, after you had mentioned it because I wasn't sure that I had seen it. But then when I started watching, I was like, oh, I have seen this. But uh, And then you turned it off. Uh, no, no, I kept watching because I, I quite... Just to shut me up. No, no. I, just I have seen it now. Stop, Stop fucking talking, talking about, about it. it. No, just because I hadn't seen it for so long and it is 
a really cool movie. It so. was kind of under the radar because there were two films around the same time called Zodiac that came out about the Zodiac. Uh, and was the other it a, one, an anniversary at the time? or I, I don't know because I can't remember what year it came out. I want to say 2003, but I actually have no idea. So 2007. Okay. Oh, Zodiac. wow. So, yeah, and I can't remember when the first murder was, but... Um, I remember seeing it in the cinemas and there was like me and like two other people and I left and I'm like, this movie is mind blowing and no one is seeing it. Mm. So I think this may have been before I even started the show. Uh, Wait, yeah. 13 we years ago. We got married in 2006. Oh, okay. So I was doing the show. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause you've always been like, ever since you saw that film, you've been a fan of that film. Oh yeah. yeah. I just bang on about yeah. it. Like it's nobody's business. That and <laughs> the assassination of Jesse James. By the I had to. And that's based on a true event. Mm. It is sort of a biopic, but it's about the dude who, like, shot Jesse James in the back and everyone called him a coward. Hard! You're coward! Was his name Robert Ford? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I don't it think so. <laughs> it was Dave from Balga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta admit though, at the moment, and I've harped on about this a lot, and I've put it on Facebook, and I've talked about it on Unscripted, but um, Official Secrets and The Report are two movies that people have got to see. Because mm. um, the, the the fact is, is that um, you know, uh, over like everyone in a society, you've got the politicians who are you know making decisions uh, for us, and the the idea of the politicians is they're supposed to be our elected representatives and they're supposed to be doing the will of the people. And it just seems like more and more as as time goes by, they're doing nefarious things that just profit themselves. And um, the instance in the report was uh, you know, after um, 9-11, uh, the Americans were using uh, like more enhanced uh, interrogation techniques uh, to try to get uh, information out of these people who may or may not have the information they're looking for. Mm. Uh, and those techniques include like you know uh, stripping them naked, uh, you know playing loud music to them constantly, uh, making sure that they had no sleep, um, waterboarding them. So really terrible, terrible things. And so this uh, the movie, the report is about uh, a person looking into that and seeing just how that came about and you know if it should be done and obviously when Obama came into power one of the first things he did was say we are not doing this stuff again this is some bad news bears and we cannot let this happen again and um so yeah, so that was one of them. And official secrets is uh, around the uh, Iraq War, and it was the Americans going, American intelligence going to British intelligence, saying, "I need you to dig up dirt on these countries so we can basically blackmail them into uh, voting in favor of the war in Iraq, so that it's not an illegal war." Mm. And not even the countries, like the people themselves. Oh, people themselves, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so uh, one of the, the people who was privy to that uh, email just went, this is not right. And uh, she saw herself as working not for the British government, but for the British people. And so she uh, put it upon herself to actually get that information out into the real world. And the ramifications of it is the really interesting bit of this story. Like the... the, the and people's opinions around it as mm, well. Mm. Like, you know, people that had power and opinions, you know, at, at, from a legal sense. It was interesting watching how people played it out 
So, well worth watching, but I don't think you should say too much about it. No, no, it's it's a, a really just great film, and you should check that one out. It's really Definitely. good. Definitely, yeah. Another, uh, oh, sorry. No, no, go, no, no, go I for was it. just going to say Spotlight because... Um, oh, what's that? That was the one where they investigated the abuse by Catholic priests. Yeah. A couple of years ago, I think it won a couple of Academy Awards. But yeah. it's interesting because there's another film um, I watched recently called By the Grace of God, mm. which is also... Um, it's just had an Australian release, hasn't it? Yeah, so that one I think we'll be talking about next week on Unscripted, the film show. Tiny whiny, depending on when this comes out. Yeah, well, <laughs> yes, actually, true. that's right. But it's yeah, a podcast. that's also based on um, yeah, a true story about abuse by Catholic priests. But it also, um, there was some laws that were changed after this particular case as well. So that's Was it a hard watch? Because I felt like Spotlight was a hard watch, but I've watched harder films because I don't think they went into too much detail. Was Mark yeah. Ruffalo in that one too? Yes, he was. <laughs> you get yes. this funny look and you basically like, Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Michael Keaton, uh, Rachel McAdams, Stanley Tucci. Um, that was a great film. But yeah, no, the one By the Grace of God, it wasn't particularly a difficult watch. It's quite a long film. Mm. But um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, Just difficult for your bladder then. Yeah, I mean, I think any... Think that goes into the sexual abuse is always mm. going to be a little bit difficult though yeah it? yeah but maybe we should talk about something lighter like well, catch no, me if you can but that's what yeah well that's mm. what i was going to say is that a lot of movies that are based on true stories are freaking heavy heavy material not no not necessarily downers but you look at them and some of them are just on really really heavy material like the imitation game mm-hmm. like the because there were so many really topical themes going through that that you know still come into play today like people's sex and sexuality like um like people having to hide their true selves in order to do the work that they were basically born to do and that was a really interesting movie on so many levels um, i'm pretty sure i cried at the end when they had the information uh, just, that popped yeah, up heartbreaking really really sad um yeah, I think that those end. What do you call those? They're not coda? titles. Is it a coda where they put I don't up the. Know. After I only this know movie, that... this is what happened. They usually yeah. put like some text up on the screen. We should yeah. find out what the real name is for that. We... Fact check. Yeah, fact check. Um, but that was more harrowing than even most of the content in the movie. It mm. was just, yeah. Um, Into the Wild. Oh, oh God, I cannot rewatch that film. No, and nobody. I don't. I don't think anyone would watch that movie ever again. But you, I'm glad that I watched it. You get annoyed with this guy. Yeah, I get. I get annoyed. This this guy, and also um, a hundred is 127 hours. Yes. The the film. Um, oh, yeah. uh, the guy, cuts off, the guy cuts off his arm. Never saw it. The two. The the reasons I get annoyed with these films is because. Both instances are completely unav- are completely avoidable. Mm. Like you know, the the the, uh, the when um into the within the wild, like the guy was just trying to cut himself off from everything, but he just wasn't doing it in the right way, and you know he ended up killing himself accidentally because of what he ate. So it was just no, he didn't. In the end, that's that's what they said in the movie. Right, he actually died of basically starvation yeah well it's still you know same thing it's like he was like unprepared for what he was actually trying to do like the you know 
you can look at that film and, and think, oh, how inspirational, but the guy died because of his stupidity. The same the way the he burns his money is so infuriating. Mm. But, I mean, I, I was really intrigued by that story and then I read the book and then I watched the documentary on it and then after I saw the documentary, I was like, there is no human way possible I can ever watch this film again because it's just... The end is just too upsetting and you know you know where it's all going and where it's leading so every mm. scene is just it's just too much mm. like and I know what you're saying about you know but but these kids are just he was a kid and I mean even if he was in his early 20s I think about people in their early 20s and think their brain is not fully developed especially men their men's don't develop fully until they're 25 no offense to the male company here but there's scientific studies that say, oh yeah i was a dick at 20 <laughs> so you know he's not thinking correctly because it, it's basically straight out of uni that he mm. does this um escape thing where he's like yeah i don't want the the normal world and i'm gonna live in a caravan in alaska but you know and and 127 hours as well like all that guy had to do was say to people i'm going hiking i'm going to go into some caves and stuff uh, this, this is, is where, where I'm, I'm going to be. Hey, yeah. Like, all you need to do is that. Mm-hmm. And he intentionally made sure that no one knew where he was or what he was doing or anything like that so that when he did, like, find himself between a rock and a hard place, uh, he he was fucked, really. Unless he did what he did, there was no one coming for him. Do you think part of the reason that he did that was the recklessness behind it behind saying no I don't want anyone to know where I'm going is almost like if something happens I don't want anyone to find me do you think it was a decision made from depression that he perhaps didn't diagnose what was his mental state yeah exactly Does like anyone... he just I seemed, don't know he just seemed like a, a thrill seeker who just wanted to go and, yeah. and do stuff it didn't the, the... had he had did he have a breakup before he went out? I feel like some, that was a thing. Some of that bravado and stuff that guys have is hiding true vulnerability and depression. So, I, I mean, I could be talking out of my ass here. I don't know the story. So, mm. I mean, I saw the film, but I don't know what his mind was doing when he made that decision. And maybe it was just like a like it wasn't an intentional thing. Maybe that's just what he did. It was just a last minute decision or, but I don't know whether he did that all the time. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like maybe Mm. that's what he did. He just went out and did his own thing. People didn't necessarily know where he was. It just would have been really convenient. It's just one of those thoughtless things that he just, you know, you're young and you just don't think. Yeah. Well, he was a mountain climber though. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he did. So I just would assume that, I mean, how bad is that luck, though? Though, like he he falls down a crevasse yeah. and a, a rock tumbles onto his arm. Yeah. Like it's a freak accident. Yeah. 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 So I mean, yes, it sucks that he didn't tell anyone, but I mean, I think he's punished enough by having to tear his own arm <laughs> off. Oh gosh. With a well, cut it off with a blunt, whatever that was. That well, scene in that film where where he's doing it, and then there's that the camera moves away and mm. he's looking at his arm like mm. after the oh that was intense that scene the the scene that that got me was actually the noise that they, yes the yeah. sound they yeah. made when you knew he was cutting the through nerve. a nerve oh that was horrendous oh, really? i don't know how they figured out how to do that but the sound was exactly how you would feel 
Yeah. It was crazy. Oh. It almost made you want to throw up. Oh, yeah. Like, 100%. Yeah. I feel like someone did throw up in that movie. Wouldn't like, be probably. Like, I had heard about that. But... Oh, yeah. And people would have fainted. And it's, oh, it's, yeah. It's full on. But it's that music that gets you. And, oh, yeah. It's visceral. It's very visceral. And then, yeah, he, he steps away because he obviously stuck and he's cutting and then obviously falls mm. back. Oh, once yeah. Once his arms being. And then he's, like, kind of looking at it. And you're looking. Oh, it's quite oh, intense. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I don't know whether I... I don't know that you should. No, it's just like, you know the ending, and it's just like, I, I suppose the thing really is really the kind of entertainment that I want. No. I watched it on a plane. Oh, no, God. Yeah, I did. Not. I watched oh, my God. On plane. I like, Never did watched you cry at all? At altitude. No, I didn't cry, but I remember that scene with the nerve, because I'm, I just, that stuff, or oh, I remember making... Sends shivers down your spine. Making a noise. Luckily, you would have had a bag close at oh, hand. In I case was um, but they also do um, true stories about fun things. And you mentioned <laughs> Catch, Catch Me, me if, if You can. can. I love that story. Great fun. So Really good. good fun. You've seen it? I love that film. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you've got uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hanks at their best. So much fun. And um, Christopher Walken as oh, his dad. Yeah. As well. Yeah. But, I mean, this, this guy who just conned everyone and was, you know, going and pretending to be a, a, a pilot and he's like still in his teens mm-hmm. and forging all these checks and, and now he works for the FBI to make sure it doesn't happen anymore. Oh, that's insane. So, and he was a doctor at one point in that film as well. Oh, uh, yeah. He? he went through so many different... How do you... How do you get away with that? Lots of bravado. Confidence. confidence. I th- it's the confidence. He was Hence very confident. the con man thing. If you yeah. look like you belong, then everyone else thinks you belong. It's an insane film. he was film. so young. I know. I remember Amy Adams was in that film. Yeah. That was the first time I, I saw her. Say, I feel like she had braces her or something. To attention, I think. That yeah, film. and it was such a small role as well. Yeah. But another, speaking of Tom Hanks, he likes to do things that are based on truth. He did, I've got two in a row Captain Phillips and Sully. Captain Phillips was a bit full on. Apollo 13. Apollo oh, 13. Yeah. Half of my freaking movies listed here are him. <laughs> Just Tom Hanks. Loves know. a good real story. And he's in another one um, is coming Cast- out. Castaway. Oh, no. that Was that Tom Hanks? Cast- yeah. Tom yeah. Hanks was in Castaway. Yeah, that's not a true story, though. <laughs> <laughs> is it not? I just literally... <laughs> I thought it was a true story. Oh, I just peaked the mic so bad. Are it you sure it's not a true story? It would have been a good true story, It's though. definitely not a true story, my love. Okay. I've learned something. That's good. Oh, Lord. <laughs> But, I mean, Sully was great. That was about the landing of the plane on the Hudson. That's a uplifting kind of film. Because nobody died, so yeah. Because nobody died. Yeah. I think Captain Phillips is based on a, a true... Yeah. Well, that's yeah. the whole point of this show, and that's why it's on the list. <laughs> Can we so. oh, did you mention that already? Circle back, circle back to Castaway for just one second. Yeah, yeah. I wonder, it's not based on a true story. Who in their right mind come up with the idea of having someone talk... To a, to a volleyball. Ball. Yeah. The writer? I just feel like that is... I just thought... Anyway, I'm just so lost I suppose, for words. I suppose the thing is, like, when you start spitballing ideas of things that you would end up doing True. if you were cast away and, like... Oh, you might start talking to inanimate objects out of loneliness. That's true. Which is basically what he did. Yeah. I just feel like... I know a lot about film and I just didn't know that. So I feel really... Embarrassed. There's, there's, we've 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 never Fine. claimed to be experts, darling. <laughs> but that is hilarious to me. Anyway, mm. moving on. Sorry, it's going to be keeping me up all night. 
No. That's well, that's really... an issue because you don't sleep well as, as it is. <laughs> I know you sleep too much. Uh, like, yeah, no. This will keep me up. Champion sleeper. Um, <sighs> when we were talking earlier about Zodiac um, with the anniversaries, when there are anniversaries um, of big things that have happened, you seem to get a spate of movies. Mm. And one of those was um, the Capote movies. Oh, so you had Truman yeah. Capote. Oh, there were heaps, weren't there? I want to say there were two but there, that I know of. There was one with Toby Jones in it. Yeah. Um, and I think that was uh, – I don't – I think – I can't remember what that one was called, but the one with Philip Seymour Hoffman was called Capote. Yeah. And that one had, um, oh, I want to say Catherine is her first name, but I can't remember her last name. Mm. And that is such an intense film. And I tried to watch it a second time and I couldn't get into it. No, it's hard. Because when I watched it, I really, really enjoyed it. And then I went and read In Cold Blood, which was one of the best books I've ever read in my entire life. Mm. And then I went back and tried to watch the movie again and I just couldn't get into it for some reason. So sometimes films are just a one and done. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. No. It's interesting, though, because a lot of like my favourite movies are the ones I watch over and over and over again. But it's, yeah, Into the Wild, I enjoyed watching it. Not enjoyed, but, you know, it was good to have watched it. But I wouldn't watch it again. There's probably a show in that, amazing films that you'll never watch again. I oh, yeah. like that. Mm. I like that idea. Put that in the, I like the vault. that idea very much. Shall do. Because we'll there's, there's quite a lot. Well, I mean, 12, 12 Years a Slave uh, is yeah. uh, a film based on a true story and also a film that you only ever see the once. Yeah. And you never want to go back to it again. I yeah. think it was on TV and I tried to watch it and they got to the scene with Lapita Nyong'o on the about to get whipped. I'm like, you know what? No, I can't do this again. It was too traumatic the first time. Mm. And I suppose they have to show you these things because it might not be happening like in your backyard but it is happening in a, in in the world mm. you know all of these things that they have the, all this history sort of movies there's still stuff is still happening like all of that stuff with official secrets and like politicians have been dicks like from day 1 and they're still dicks and i we they're always going to be dicks it sucks and like you just you want the good people to get in. Mm. And for some reason, we just keep getting dicks because we're like, oh, he seems good. And then turns out he's a dick. <laughs> yeah, they're just but good it, at selling themselves. And is. that's the problem with yeah. the yeah, whole and some of them aren't system. Even, but anyway. Some of them aren't even good at selling themselves. It's just yeah. like they, they're in a political party and unfortunately uh, most people uh, seem to align themselves one way or the other mm. and regardless of the dick at the top of the chain they'll still vote for that person but sometimes you've got to look at the, the party and go what are your policies what have you done for me lately <laughs> you know and, and then have a real good think about yeah. which way you should put your vote because that's your power but, uh, but anyway but get, getting back to your, your oh, don't you go. I had a good segue go. I was going to say speaking of campaigning milk Milk was an mm. excellent example of a campaigning movie and a true story. So you had a really good example of grassroots campaigning. So they had like really traditional stuff like the phone tree. So you called this person and that person's responsible for calling these people and those people. Are, and it's an amazing way of getting information out. Nowadays we have Facebook, which is effectual and ineffectual in its own unique way. <laughs> yeah, because it ends up spouting a whole bunch of fake, fake news. news. Oh, yeah, but like even if you're trying to communicate through mm. it, it's like because people ignore messages because they get sick, they get uh, sick mm. of it, they get bombarded with it. But it was just such an interesting movie. And at the time, what year was that released? 
I can't remember. It was uh, released in 2008. Yeah, so I was probably about, I was really starting to get into the political side of my current job. And so it was interesting just watching that stuff roll out and going, wow, like this is how it's done. And for people who are not familiar with who Harvey Milk was, he in San Francisco, he was a, a gay rights activist, basically, mm-hmm. back in, I want to say the late 60s. But it could be the 70s. Oh, goodness. Um, 78. Sure. 78, oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, Sean Penn is in that film, and I have actually not seen it. I just know what it's about because I know who Harvey Milk is. I've never you seen would love the movie. Either. I'm worried I'll get upset. Oh, you no, will get upset. It's, <laughs> okay. yeah, it's one I know, I know. where you will need a tissue box, but it's ultimately uplifting. Yeah. So I yeah. think that it's it's definitely worth a watch. There's so many. All of these, I've cried in. Let's let's go through the list. Zodiac, <laughs> no, I didn't cry in that one. Apollo, no, no, no. Um, oh, here's a good one. I didn't cry, but Escape from Alcatraz. Have y'all seen that? No. You've not seen I've it? I've never seen it. It's so... Have you seen it? Yeah, wait, wait. Is, this, is this a story about the guys who actually escaped from Alcatraz yeah. by building the dummies and uh-huh. then and they never they were never found? Yep. So they were never like confirmed to be dead or alive? Uh-huh. Right. So this what has got Clint that? Eastwood in it. This is like... Again, I'm really bad with remembering okay. dates. I want to say late 60s because okay. apparently that's where I'm at at the moment. Everything is just late 60s. <laughs> nice. And feels right. Yeah, I mean, this. I suppose the thing is I went to Alcatraz. I heard the story with, you know, with my little headphones mm. on. It's a little touristy mm. thing. Watch the episode of Mythbusters where they gave it a go. Um, and you see the stuff that the, the rubber they were using and the glue they were using and they're like, how did this even work? This is nuts. It's it's a really really good film and it still stands up. It's so good, and um, yeah, I'm surprised. Where, did you watch it because I watched it, or had you uh, seen I it think before? I've seen it before I met you, so yeah. Did you when you went to to Alcatraz? Did you find it spooky at all? No. No, neither did I. Like, I find. No, I think there've been enough people moved yeah. through it to take out that energy. Because I've, I've been to like the Fremantle uh, prison. I've been there several times. I hate and, that place. Yeah, mm. and it's such bad vibes in that place. Like really, and the worst place I found was the the, the churches that they've got. They've got mm. two like uh, mm. churchy things. They're they're the ones I found that felt most uncomfortable in. But I went to Alcatraz and totally did not feel like it did not feel creepy at all and there were parts where i was alone mm. and and just oh, we met someone that had been a prisoner there yeah yeah that was the weird thing wow yeah yeah i can't remember who did our tour um but oh yeah i think i just had the headphones on but i didn't feel weirded out there at all mm. but Fremantle prison i've kind of flat out said i'm not going there again mm-hmm. because every time i go there i feel physically ill mm, and mm. there's i went on one tour and i'm sorry to get all like hippy dippy on y'all who are listening and like i don't believe in ghosts i'm looking at you um, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> um but yeah i went into one area and the, the the guy was just talking and i'm like i don't know what is going on here but i feel really sick and he's like oh this is where they kept all the pedophiles i'm like oh. okay yeah yeah not coming here again. But I don't know if I don't know if it's so much ghosts, but I do think that certain places can retain energy, the energy of the like what's happened there. But like, I think the, the more people that go through it, I think yeah. that some of it gets dissipated. Mm, mm. Like because you go to the Mel- Melbourne jail, and like that is a really old place that some harrowing stuff mm. must have happened in. But I think it's had enough people move through it, you know, as like a closed venue. I've not, I've not been there before. Is that the one that's now been transformed into apartments, in a shopping apartments or is that no? You're thinking of Pentridge. Oh, Pentridge, yes, yeah. that's right. 
Because um, that's where our, our uh, old co-host lives. Yes, yeah. that's the only reason I know the answer to that. Except I forgot. Um, the this is like kind of more in central Melbourne, oh, up okay. towards Ligon Street. It was where um, Ned, Ned Kelly, Kelly was, was kept. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But um, speaking of which, that was another film that was a true story several times over. Oh, anyway. Yes, very <laughs> true. Best one was the Mick Jagger one. No, I'm joking. Just kidding. I'm sorry. I take that back. I when I went to Canberra, I went to the film um, museum or the archive. I can't remember what it was called. It had something to do with film, and they had the original um, Ned Kelly film showing there, and it's a really oh, wow. short like because that was one of the first films ever yeah, made. Yeah, well, yeah. and world, so they yeah. had it showing there, and it was. It was like you're looking on a tiny, tiny screen, but it was, yeah, it was really cool to watch. But that, yeah, yeah, no sound. It, it, yeah well, that's <laughs> have someone come in with that dramatic piano. <laughs> Actually, speaking about that, that kind of stuff, because we've got Disney Plus now, mm. and you can go and and watch the old cartoons and, and those those kind of things. Um, they actually in front of some of the cartoons have got disclaimers saying that like some of the things you'll see in this cartoon that were not cool then they're not cool now but they've got to be seen as you know they, they were originally mm. have they really got that disclaimer which what films do they have I'm, I know there's plenty of them but it's interesting that they've done that for those but they've cut out certain Simpsons episodes that are uh, deemed mm. inappropriate like the one with Michael yeah. Jackson oh really mm. yeah oh okay but yeah, it's. I think it's very important not to to cover these kind of things over mm. to to put those kind of things like at the front of the movies and explain you know why they they are what they are and because otherwise if you start you know sugarcoating things and you you start um, and this is one of the things I got with historical films where you're putting uh, like actors of certain. Um, ethnicities in roles that they wouldn't play in those those time periods because people might start thinking oh no they were cool with uh, black people back in the day they were cool with Asian people back in the day but that's not the reality of it I uh, think we noticed that in um, the the recent Elizabeth film yeah correct yeah, yeah. What, was it called Mary, Elizabeth it Mary, wasn't was it it was Mary called Queen Mary Queen of yeah. Scots yeah, yeah. Uh, with that, that's one of the films entirely what I'm talking about is like you saw these people and mm. you need to have like your know, roles for people of different ethnicities so, that, so every film you go and see isn't just all white people but I think you, you, there is a danger of uh, sugarcoating history uh, if you do cast people um, that wouldn't fit that particular time period I wonder if there's a context to these things where there are in it, there were at some times where they had black people or um, you know Asian or people from India mm. and stuff working for them, but they were seen as like exotics and they kind of you know designed them to like oh look this is my little you know oh. exotic and so it it needs to be explained and contextualized mm. as to why that person's there if they're je- just there to show that they're hiring you know everyone diversity yeah then that's not accurate did because there was the uh, the movie with um queen uh victoria mm. with uh was it the um the queen victoria and the judy dench one the, yeah, yeah with the the servant and i'm trying to remember what the name is oh, abdul abdul yeah, yeah. victoria and abdul yeah, yeah victoria and abdul that that's familiar. it yeah, yeah. Uh, like that one there, I mean, that, but that was completely in in, in the the context mm. of of the story mm. based on a, a, a true story. Um, so th- those kind of things are cool. But I'm also, just... people are aware of like the fact that England had um, was supposedly ruling 
India at the time. Yes. And yeah. that's how that came to be. Mm. I learned that from the Secret Garden. Oh, really? Yeah, don't you remember the Secret Garden? Yeah, I remember the Secret Garden, but so I didn't realise that... right at the start, she's, um, you know, in India and then her parents die and she has ah. to go. And I didn't realise the connection. Then she goes and Maggie Smith's like, you know, dress yourself and she's like... Oh, no, because I read the I book when I was like nine. So oh, I was just like, okay. Yeah, no, I, I like, never wow. read the book. I own it. <laughs> but, yeah, it's the movie. That's not based on a true story. I think as well, though, um, film, while like that kind of thing, I think you're spot on with, Lou. Um, I think that it's got a good opportunity to share some really good stories as well, like Hidden Figures. Mm. Hidden Figures was an amazing story because I had no idea. Like, one, you had women, Mm. and two, they were women of colour that basically made um, that mission possible Mm. and probably saved those um, pilots. Pilots? Astronauts. Well, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) They're in things that move really fast. (laughs) Yeah. They were pilots at one point. (laughs) They were. They were. Basically fuel jockeys. We were just going to strap them to heaps of fuel and set them off and just like go hope for the best. Well, they originally weren't even going to have any windows or anything because the engineer said, well, you don't really have to do much. We just put you in there and the machine does the rest. Can you imagine not being able to see outside and have a reference point? That's Nuts. That's why uh, they, they ended up saying, "Well, you know, we do more than you think. You know, mm. we want a window in this thing." Yeah. I'm still, God. I'm still baffled and surprised by um, when I saw First Man, mm. like because I didn't realize. I honestly thought that they uh, they took a rocket to the moon, they landed the lunar module, and the lunar module took off and then came back to Earth. That's what I thought happened. The fact that there was another thing that was actually going around the moon, and they took off in the lunar module and reconnected with that ship, it's like what, nice. what. How did you do that? That's ridiculous. That's like some sort of magic going on there. But there's so much in that movie. Like, the calculations that that man could do, like, he's hurtling around space and he's doing these amazing calculations to meet up with another object that's also yeah. hurtling through space. Mm. That was insane. Go see that movie if you haven't seen it already because while it's not the most outstanding movie I've ever seen as a whole, I think some of the subject matter was just like, wow, you did that? That's incredible. Like if there's even just an ounce of truth in it, I think it's amazing. It's, oh, anyway, goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, I still it does just, uh, I don't quite get I mean, the... Um we we know through the station a guy who was working because in Australia there was a, the the satellite the dish the, the, dish. Yeah, the dish there was the the, uh, the the satellite guys who were uh, working with the Americans to relay the signal from the moon so that you know you could get the the uh, the footage and the, mm. the um, audio was and everything like that. Was it through carrier pigeon? It wasn't through carrier pigeon, no, because there's no uh, air in, in space and they'd die. Um, so they, they... It was a, a, an No, they wore tiny little helmets. <laughs> yeah. So they... they um, yeah, so they, uh, they... They were involved in that. And Ted uh, from Radio Fremantle, he was actually working in that same area mm. uh, when that was happening. And he was trying to describe to me how it worked. And I still, to this day, do not <laughs> understand it. It's just like the moon's so far away. You know, I know I can see it, but how does that work? I am so glad that you bring the dish up because now I get to talk about the dish, <laughs> which is one of the best Australian movies ever made, 
Batman is based on a true story. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure they coloured it up a lot with um, very Australian The larrikinism. The larrikinism <laughs> and, you know, playing cricket on the uh, on, on the top of the itself. dish. Mm. But, I mean, I just love that film from start to finish and it just, oh. But, I mean, you've got Apollo 13 as well, and I think about... And that's probably one of my favourite films. Definitely yeah. your favourite film. And I'm like, they, they use the, the the window to figure out how to get back. Correct, yeah. So could you imagine not having the window? Yeah. Do they, do they use the window to get back by going, there's Earth! Yeah, <laughs> just here for the big blue and <laughs> green way. thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, nuts. Great, great movie. God, it's such a like. I I couldn't think of anything worse than going to space. Oh, like, so terrifying. <laughs> Do you get that feeling in the pit of your stomach sometimes where they're doing that hurtling thing? What was that Sandra Bullock movie that Gravity? we saw? I know it's not oh, a, based on a real story. I but, know. Oh, just like the pit of your stomach, you just feel like not sick, but just so tense, anxious. I guess Lou, I Lou and I saw that like a butterfly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We saw that like on the super super big screen IMAX, IMAX. Mm. yeah, mm. and it was and it was three D as well, yep. wasn't it? Oh, wow. And afterwards, I just felt like I had jelly legs, and I like I I like space movies, but they terrify me. Yeah, um, like even Rogue One terrifies me, but because the whole idea of being in space and alone, and then that scene where George Clooney is like, "See you later, <laughs> I'm going," I'm like. He knows he's going to die and run out of... Like, could you imagine knowing you're going to die? Like, we all, yes, we're all dying. But, you know, the no, idea no, no, I of... I get it, yeah. Oh, mm. it's just... Oh. Knowing, knowing that you're going to die in the next few hours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's... Minutes. That's... Oh, yuck. Yeah, anyway. no, it, and, but the, the thing that still, still gets me that they never cover off on in, in space is the whole going to the toilet thing. <laughs> it's like, really, it's like the, these guys and, and girls are wearing nappies and the, the, the toilet... Yeah, they have devices yeah, that, and, that suck it out of you. I know, the, the toilet they've got to so go... Otherwise, they'll just curl back in on it. Yeah. Yeah. They, they did cover it in Apollo 13. Did they? they? They vented it out at one stage. That's the thing. That's what I found out. They, 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 they've got this thing where it sucks the uh, the the uh, stuff out of you. So you go and like it aim. Doesn't suck, and it, it, just, it just comes out and it sucks it into Jeez, a... you'd take it home, wouldn't you, if you're a bloke? <laughs> But it it it, ta- it takes Sorry. it takes the, the, the holes like on an airplane, right? But the thing is, is that in space you're not going to be docking to be able to like get rid of that stuff somewhere. That's just going to be sitting there. So every now and again, they just eject it out into space. So space is full of shit. Why would you want to go to space? Could you imagine being a, like an astronaut out there on the space station? I hope they put window wipers on the <laughs> spacesuit because like, you're sitting there. Pin in this turd that's traveling through space. It's just like Armstrong's turd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just oh, you, you, you'd just be sitting there, like you know, scared to get out of your mind that I a you turd, were going to say shitless yeah, yeah. well you wouldn't be scared shitless that a turd was going to be like circumnavigating the globe and come and smack you in the face and now you know why I don't swim in the ocean yeah. <laughs> not because of turds but like you know swimming in fish poo it's gross <laughs> um, can we go back to Australian movies for a second yes, yes. ride like a girl like it's a recent true story. Yeah. I hate horse racing, and so this movie was really, really hard for me to go and see because the whole industry, I think, is mm. a um, a shit thing. Did I? Yeah, just mm. like space. <laughs> <laughs> but that movie was amazing because it didn't it didn't seem to pull any punches in terms of her treatment, and mm. I really enjoyed watching the movie even though we knew what the ending was going to be because we knew what horse she was going to be riding in that race and and the melbourne cup is um one of the biggest races in australia for people that aren't from this country 
Um, but um, it was an incredible movie to watch and it's amazing how many true stories Australia pumps out and does really well. Yeah, I agree. I, I Lion. Yeah, Lion is a great example. But yeah, the Ride Like a Girl, even though you know what's going to happen, yeah. that scene, like the, the so race tense. was so tense. I was like, oh my God, like crazy. Is she going to win? Is oh. she going to win? Oh. But yeah, no, uh, the Lion, uh, the Lion, Lion is great. And I think that's one of Nicole Kidman's yeah. best roles. I, I love that film and... Um, Oh, I forget his name. I really shouldn't do a movie podcast because I can't ever remember anybody's oh, Dev names. Patel. Dev Patel. Yeah. Oh, his he his Australian hands, accent, hands down, best Australian accent. Holy ever, moly! Ever like, I, like it's I one don't know. The, Dave from Belgus was pretty good. Oh, <laughs> no, oh, Dev Patel. Oh, you honestly think he's an Australian? Like, I bawled my eyes out so incredible. much at the end of that film. Oh. But I mean, like, I, I did have a relatively new child. I think it was like he was two months old. Oh, or no, it's oh, an right. emotional, an emotional. It, I it's took him insane. to the movies with me. It was the first thing he ever saw but didn't see. And he had like like blankets all up oh, against his ears no. so he wasn't loud. He just slept. Oh, you can't help it though. At the end, when, well, when he reunites with his mum, like, it's you just so can't amazing. Help it. And then everyone's like coming. Oh, it's beautiful. You yeah. choke you up a bit now. Oh, oh, it's amazing. Like, Absolutely amazing. Did you guys ever see The Founder? Yes. I yes. Mm-hmm. I love that film. Michael Keaton. Hey? I hate his guts. What an <laughs> awful human I being. Know. That was horrible what he oh, did. But it was so good to watch. But, um, yeah, Cause that, that's a, a nice guy. That's the thing about that film was, like, it's called The Founder, but the, the, the two, there was two blokes who actually created McDonald's mm. and they created the system to be able to make the burgers quickly and, like, just, uh, you know, pump them out. And they, they were just – the original burgers was kind of like a cheeseburger. Yeah. Um, and then he saw this and just went, oh, this is great. There's a franchise opportunity here. And he – like, the, the brothers went, okay, you can run with it. And he started to franchise it. But then he realized that if he owned the property that the McDonald's were on – then he'd be able to make some money out of it because he wasn't making enough money just being the franchiser. Um, and then eventually he just took the company away from, from the guys who originally yeah, invented it. Dragged the rug out from underneath them. And called himself the founder of McDonald's, mm. which is just terrible. Mm. <laughs> it was pretty amazing to watch them like get the chalk out and the guys who work there and draw the chalk on the... Um, on the ground so that they could figure out where the grills were going to mm. be and where the front counter was and just see like how easy it was for them to move and over around and like no this this way doesn't work let's change it up a bit i mean like yeah. just so clever and now i mean they use that in every every fast food industry has that you know kind of setup yeah. but the interesting thing is though when you look back at the original mcdonald's it was pretty much you get your burgers you get your chips and you get your, your drink which was like a, a soda orange soda or like coke or something like that but that was it mm. that the, 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 the choice was so minimal it's like alfred's yeah yeah alfred's kitchen but but nowadays you go to a, a like a fast food place like mcdonald's and the the, the choice is just like all over the place yeah <laughs> like it's just so weird have it your way Hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God. before it was like have it our way, and now it's all changed. They they're starting to get in um, things like where you go into the store at McDonald's and you can order like using the the machines instead of going up oh, to the front counter. Oh, has that, doesn't it? Well, I went because I never go in, but I went in with Bryce one day, and um, I'm like, "What do you mean I can't 
order at the counter and they're like, oh, you just use it. I'm like, but you're right here. <laughs> and so, and then they did a study that said like those things have got so much poo on them. Oh. Such, so f- like lots of fecal any, matter. Any touchscreen, public touchscreen. Oh, vomit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why are people but using any public ass? surface. <laughs> <laughs> That's why when you get on a plane, you always carry antibacterial wipes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just like cover yourself and everywhere. No, you just before you even sit down, don't oh, put bags wow. on it. Oh, wow. You're that person. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's um, oh, I've got who's, a routine. Who's the chick from Beverly Hills? Um, real Toys housewives. Filling. No, no. Um, she got really massive lips. Lisa Renner. So she stays in a lot of hotels, and they film her when she gets to the hotel. She cleans every single thing with like wipes, like and especially the remote control. She's like, this is the dirtiest thing in the room. <laughs> I never do hotels. Like, I'm sorry, I'd never clean like that in hotels, but I probably should. Yeah, she cleans the lights. She's just because, no. you know, when those cleaners clean those rooms, yeah. they don't have that much time to do like a proper job. So, like. Oh, you've just ruined hotels for me. Thank you. <laughs> well, they don't. They, I mean, how can they do? No, they do. They've got a lot more time than the airlines, which are pretty much like airlines, like traveling by air used to be a special thing. And now it's like getting onto a bus. Yeah. And they, they don't clean those buses very often. They might give it a lickety split up the aisles. But people that take their shoes off in planes, ill, sorry. Yeah. Everyone has walked into that lavatory yeah. at some point oh. and then walked back out. And I have seen some disgusting sights in those lavatories. That is so gross. And, and it smells. I There's a, a, you know, the chick, Nicole Byer, who does Nailed It. Mm. She tells a story about being on Delta Airlines and she went to unfold the blanket. And she's like, what's all this brown stuff on here? Oh. It was a poop. Um, I've unfolded a blanket once in premium economy on Qantas and it had vomit on it. Oh, no. Oh, oh my god! They couldn't have been more apologetic. That's the premium part. Yeah, that's the premium. That. Yeah. Yeah, you like economy, economy. You shit. No, I have to spew on my own blanket. It had already been spewed on. It was dry, obviously. But, like, yeah, ew. Wow. Oh, that must have ew. stunk Be- so bad. People are gross. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. are gross. They're no, really it'd be cleaned. Like, it was steam clean vomit, but it was just like, ugh. That's yeah. one you just wouldn't put back. You'd just get rid of it. Burn yeah. it. You'd think <laughs> that they would just get rid of them. I mean, I know that's not great because it's... But you'd think, you'd think that putting it through a washing machine, or, I mean... Yeah, some better yeah. cleaning kind of... Protocol. I wonder if it was, like, all folded and crusted up and shelved oh. somewhere and then they cleaned it. Lewis is about to vomit right now. I all right, well, we're, we're an hour into the show. I think it's uh, <laughs> yeah. it's time that we... Uh, Calling it. Because uh, has somebody got another, like, you know, based on a true story film that's... Eddie the Eagle. Right. Oh, <laughs> great job. I was just like, I need to, like, get this back to something that's kind of nice. Like, Eddie the Eagle is a, an awesome film. Mm. Um, and uh, it's you know based on on the true story of Eddie Eagle, who was this guy who could not ski, and he just decided he was going to be a ski jumper, and mm-hmm. uh, he just you know, followed the followed the dream. And uh, yeah, that is a nice light heart to leave leave it on. I've got another list here, and I think we're going to just stop. There. I was going to say because I've got all these war ones like yep. Frost, Nixon. Um, I could go on for another hour at least. Yeah. yeah. So let's let's finish on a high note. Eddie the Eagle. If you haven't seen it, please do see it. Hugh Jackman, Taron Edgerton, with like the thickest glasses you have ever seen. <laughs> I mean, Heck, isn't he lovely? Magic. Oh. He's just so wonderful. Oh, he's just a doll. I, I just love the fact that he he is a leading man, but he's a character actor. Yeah. I mean, he's not like 
like Brad Pitt or Leonardo DiCaprio or any of those kind of guys, when you see him, he is the character he is playing. He's Even when Elton it's Elton John, John yeah. like Rocketman, not yeah. true, mm. true story. So, uh, yeah, well, he, true story ish. ish. Yeah, that's why, <laughs> I said, that's why I said true story. Oh. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's again. You're just like saying story. No, no, <laughs> no, no. no he, he's great. So Taron Edgerton, yeah, bang up Oscar for him at some point. Sounds good. Who's who's ending it? Did we actually start this one? Did you <laughs> actually say you, you, you're listening to Tender City? Oh, oh yeah, we, did. we did. Is that yeah. you volunteering to end it? No. We did it 20 minutes <laughs> in. I love how you're just adamant. No. Uh, well, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, all of those social things. Well, not all of them, just the two that I've mentioned. <laughs> and uh, we've also got gentlemenofpopculture.com where you can check out all of our podcasts, Unscripted, which is a clean ish movie uh, review podcast you've got Diz Down Under which is a very clean um, Disney based podcast you've got Wozcast where you drink and talk about alcohol and um, then you've got this so if you've enjoyed what you've listened to um, I've mentioned it before but I'll mention it again get therapy and then the second after you've organised that please do rate, review, subscribe tell your friends pass it around be that weird person who sends your co-worker a a, uh, link to us post-it notes I post-it love note. my colleagues that leave post-it notes with podcast names. And then I find the podcast later. I'm like, Abe Lincoln's hat? <laughs> <laughs> What's that mean? I'm like, oh, Google it. Oh, it's a podcast. Oh. On that note, let's go and find that. That sounds interesting. <laughs> Bye. 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 This podcast has been brought to you by the Gentlemen of Pop Culture.